We are coming at you live from JGI Studios in Richmond, Virginia. This is Bang the Book, Season 3, Episode 6. I am the professor, joined, as always, by the Beast of Baltimore, the Baron of Bel-Air, Kanto the Greek. Kanto, how are we feeling? Doing fantastic, baby. It's Thursday night football. You got the commanders on. Everybody, actually, nobody cares. So, yeah, but we're doing great. We're doing great tonight, man. It's uh, it's another week, and I'm sorry we missed everybody last week. I, I apologize. We had to take we had to take a little bye week early this year. Yeah, we took the bye in week five last week. Uh, a lot of things going on. The Lady Lions' 44 game winning streak was broken. I was. Still reeling a bit from that on Thursday afternoon. Had to have a couple of daddy waters to to uh, to ease that one. And you know, sometimes you take the bye early in the year and get healthy and you yep. know, get ready for the rest of the year. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So checking in here on the Bang the Book Cup, uh, Professor goes three and zero again last week. Twelve two and one on the season. Conto two and one on the on the week seven and eight getting back closer to 500 overall that is a five and a half game lead for the professor through five weeks which um you know it's coming out to almost a game a week it does seem like you've you've gained your footing here in recent weeks Kanto. yeah i think that uh you know early on i was picking a little bit um just you know i wasn't given as much detail as it did in the past but uh i also think you're having an unbelievable start 12, 2, and 1. But to your credit, you've been very deep into the uh, uh, the analytics of the betting and understanding some of the trends and the home dogs and all that kind of stuff. So you've earned your 12, 2, and 1. Uh, we'll see if it sticks. We'll see if it sticks. Yeah, speaking of the, of the dogs, dogs go 10 and 6 last week to improve to 48 and 31 on the season. That is a 61% clip. Um, if you're riding the big dogs, which are plus seven or more, they are coming in at 11 and four Ooh. against the spread, 73%. So the dogs have been rolling, and it's just that you got to think it's a matter of time before regression takes hold. But it's a long season. You got 18 weeks of football. Uh, the dogs could, you know, could be barking for a few more weeks here. Yeah. I mean, listen, you. Uh... I love the big favorite, the big favorites typically. We talked about, I think I talked about a ton last year. They hit a lot for me, any double digit spread. But when you're talking about, you know, 11 and four, anything seven or greater, I mean, things are changing. Maybe things are changing in the NFL that we don't, we, we, you know, you've been on it. I give you a lot of credit. I'm impressed by you this week, this year, man. Very impressed by you, but uh, it's not over. I'm still looking to retain my cup. We have what, 12 more weeks. So it's plenty of time left for me to make a run. Yeah, 12 weeks left, 12 weeks left. Um, now, after five weeks of, uh, of football here, Kanto, give us uh, the best team in each conference, AFC, NFC. Ooh, uh, the Buffalo Bills in the AFC. I'm going to stick to that. I, I'll stick to that. Um, I said that early on. I think that's still the best team. And I think the best team in the NFC are the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Because now the, the metrics would would disagree with you there. Uh, DVOA has Buffalo as the number one team. Philly two, Baltimore three, Dallas not in the top five. But um, 
outside of being a homer pick, enlighten us a little bit about about why you have Dallas there as the top team in the National Football Conference. Sure. Are they the best team right now? Do I think that they're going to win Sunday? With Cooper Rush, they're not going to be the best team in the NFL. I don't, I don't think that they'll win a Super Bowl, but their defense is the best in the NFL. And when you can keep teams to under 20 and you have a ground attack, you're going to be in every game and could potentially win every game. As they get healthier and go towards the playoffs, they have a pretty easy back end of the schedule. I mean, for them to be four and one uh, in the first five games, you would have took that much time. So that tells me that our defense is at just a whole nother level. Uh, Gallup has gotten healthy. And I, I just don't see anybody in the NFC. Philly does not impress me. Their biggest, their best win, well, it's a good win, is over the Vikings. But they really haven't played much beyond that. And they're a bad second-half team, a little banged up on the line. So you would give it to Philly. It's like, don't overthink this. They're 5-0, and out, right? Well, I'm going to overthink this because they really haven't played anybody. So um, I think we'll learn a lot Sunday night. I think the, the Cowboys are dogs because of Dak being on the bench. I don't think he's a six-point swing. I think that defense is unbelievable. On the bill, and I and I do believe Baltimore is, and I told you this at the beginning of the season, like Baltimore and Buffalo is your AFC championship. There's no, I mean, that's what I, I see as the AFC championship. The NFC, I see something like maybe Dallas and Tampa, uh, Dallas and San Francisco maybe. Um, but I think it's Buffalo and Baltimore in the AFC for sure. Yeah, to your point about the NFC, outside of Philadelphia, there really is no dominant team in the NFC. And I don't think the Bucks are nearly as good as maybe they've been hyped up to be. So, no, but they played a shit The NFC is wide open. Yeah, they played it. I mean, the Saints aren't good. The, the, the Panthers definitely aren't good. And the Falcons are trash. So, they're going to walk in and to the win that division. I mean, they really are. And, you know, Philly should win the East, barring us beating them two times because. You know, they really don't play much. They have one of the weakest schedules. Uh, the Giants are playing well right now. Um, the NFC East looks like the best division in the NFC, which if you would have told me that before the season, I'd have bet like no freaking way. You know what I mean? No freaking way. But I mean, who who who's good? Like Green Bay's not that good, right? We both agree on that. The 49ers are, are pretty damn good. The right 49ers now. are pretty damn good, right? Good defense, a quarterback that doesn't blow the game. But they're for you. banged up. Yeah, but it's a long season. I'd rather be banged up early than late. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and the reason why the Ravens is the best weapon on the field when Justin Tucker steps on the field. Yeah, the guy, we, we, saw, we saw it last week. Dude, the guy hit a 58-yard field goal and basically looked into the camera and was like, this is what I do. Like, threw his hands up. He's like, this is easy. Easy money. The guy's unbelievable. And I just feel like that is such a weapon in the in the playoffs. I do love the Baltimore Buffalo matchup. Unfortunately, it's going to be in Buffalo, and that's going to be a tough place. For sure, for sure. Now, Kanto, as mm-hmm. much as I would like to toot my own horn and nose after a blistering twelve two and one start, I know there is much work to be done. You see, we all fall into to the trap of recency bias. A phenomenon that social scientists use to describe the propensity to favor recent events over historic ones. Whether it be a fond remembrance of a great recent getaway weekend amidst a toxic, terrible relationship, or finally having a good day at an otherwise awful job, we're all guilty of this. 
as goes in the realm of gambling. It is why 71% of the public has rushed to the window to back the 49ers laying a touchdown on the East Coast, despite their documented struggles on the road. The public knows what it saw the last two weeks. It is why 69% of the public has backed the red-hot Minnesota Vikings, despite the fact that Kirk Cousins has a QBR lower than Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Jared Goff. The fact is that gambling, gambling requires a consistent, systematic approach to the cognitive process to which most of us are unaccustomed. Most of us live life flying by the seat of our pants. Perhaps there's nothing wrong with that, but it is no way to bang the book. I feel like your commentary has become a lot like geared towards maybe my betting style. Do you feel that way? The last two weeks, the last two ones, I, yes, I think I said that last time too. Or maybe, maybe. yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just subliminally I, I'm terrible this year, and I feel like you're attacking me. But nonetheless, maybe you, no. you're really feeling the heat of of being five and a half games out, <laughs> and every everything I say, you see as, as a, a blow to your psyche. <laughs> Yeah, but but if I go if I go two and one this week, I'm what? I'm nine and nine. Yeah, back to five hundred. I'm back to five hundred, and you're going okay. You're five hundred through six weeks. Like that's not terrible. Not terrible. You know what do you got to yeah. be? What's the thing? You got to be sixty percent to make money because of the vig. Um, you know? I think it's less than that, and I think it also varies on how many games you're playing. True. That's true. Yeah, we're playing. I'll have to do some some research uh, on that one. See see if if we call fifty four games in a year, how many we need to win to be profitable. To be profitable. To be yeah. profitable. That's yeah. that's the research I want for next week. I'm on it. I'll, okay. I'll have my I'll have my stat team uh, on it. We'll be good for next Thursday night. Awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you. Kyle, right, what's your picks this week? Besides, uh, what do you want to start off with Dallas? Do you want to say that one for last? Uh, I'll start with Dallas. Uh, yeah, so the boys plus six. I mean, I took them at minus, plus five. I think that plus six, you're getting value there. Um, it is a road game in Philly. I think they'll be hyped up and ready to go. Uh, Dak's not playing. There's no way Dak's playing. That defense, though, is unreal. It's super good. The challenge that we're going to have is that I think that uh, – you know, Jalen Hurts moves the ball around a lot. He, geez, he scrambles back there. We like the more stationary quarterback, pin the air back and tackle him. Then I think that Brown's going to at least get one or two on Diggs because Diggs likes to give up the big play. But we're, our defense is good enough to make it close. And also, Philly doesn't score well in the second half. If you look at their score, their trends, they don't score on the second half. So I honestly, if I was betting this game on a two-half, I would take – Philly in the front half and then Dallas in the second half of the game to kind of close the gap. And I think Cooper Rush has won some games. Um, in the Minnesota game, he won the last second. So he's done some good job. He's done a good job in the fourth quarter. Uh, Dallas covering the six. Uh, you know, as a small piece of me that truly believes they will win this game because I think that the NFL uh, doesn't want uh, the six like an undefeated team. I think they want that all to get kind of muddled up. Yeah, the um, you mentioned the line moving from five and a half to six. You can get a six and a half as well now if you pay a little extra juice. And 
Uh, the Sharps really have been steaming the lineup. 36% of the plays, but 51% of the handle is on uh, on the home team here. So that's why we're seeing that line creeping up, getting close to, you know, six and a half, seven points. So, um, I, yeah, I, I, liked, I liked the five and a half. I mean, anything you get on Dallas here, over four and a half points, I think you've done pretty well. They they uh, seem to be a team that is able to outperform the spread. We saw it when we rode them last week against the Rams. So yeah, I, li- I like Dallas here. I like your narrative as well about you know the NFL wanting parity, the NFL not wanting you know one team standing alone in the in the NFC. So we'll see what this line does, but I, I may be intrigued to hop on Sunday evening, depending upon how the other plays go on Sunday afternoon. Well, this creeps back up to six and a half. And you said, I saw that earlier that you get at six and a half for a little extra. If you get towards seven, I mean, it's a, it's a must play for Dallas. Like it, it has to be, there's no way this is more than a touchdown game. So Dallas's defense is way too good. It just is. It just, I mean, they just haven't let up any more, any more than 19 points. So I think I might come down and come back over the top again if it, if it creeps more that way but uh, it seems like the the um you know the exposure for the books now is pretty even so i would be shocked if it gets to seven but um if it does i'll, I'll probably i'll probably bang it yeah uh listen so the next one i'm going with to the boys played last week rams minus 10 i love double digit spreads it didn't hit for me earlier i think i took one last week but it didn't hit for me but i just think the rams are going to come out and just pummel Carolina in LA. Carolina's falling apart. Baker, I mean, has fallen apart. They fired their coach. They're doing a fire sale. Talk about getting rid of more. I think they were shopping the running, what's his name, the running back at one point. McCaffrey. Uh, McCaffrey. I mean, this team is is dismantling, and the Rams are probably pretty upset that they lost last week. So I think this is a beatdown in LA. Um, if they're saying 10, I think you're more looking like 17. Uh, so I think the Rams are, are good money here. Yeah, it's hard to put any money in the hands of Temple's finest P.J. Walker, QB in the Carolina Panthers this week. <laughs> Although he is 2-0 in his two NFL starts. Uh, you know, take that with a, a grain of salt. But it, it looks like Carolina is getting a lot of love here from the Sharps. The the bets are split down the middle, but there's 73% of the handle is on is on Carolina. I don't uh, I want nothing to do with this game. I think both teams are kind of a fugazi of sorts. But um, if I had to go either way, I'm I'm gonna go with the Rams because they're the known commodity in, in Carolina. Who knows what their coaches doing with them now and i'm definitely not going to put any money in this guy uh pj walker's hands good good so we're, we're kind of in agreement in the first two picks we are which is rare <laughs> i mean you're 12 2 and 1 i feel good about that um the last one i'm gonna go with the Bengals. i don't you know this game i've heard in the back of my head like uh home home dogs home dogs home dogs but I think this is one that the home dog doesn't cover. Um, the Bengals are reeling. I mean, they were a Super Bowl contender. I mean, they, they played in the Super Bowl last year. Burroughs, we all believe Burroughs is a very good quarterback. He hasn't had a great year. I mean, they lost to Dallas. Now they've lost to, they lost to the Rams. 
I mean, to the Ravens. Last week I was there. It was electric. The stadium was bumping. My boy Nelly was singing. He had the he had the Band-Aid on. Our, our, Ray Lewis came out, did the squirrel dance. I mean, I was swaying in the seats. So it was it was electric. So you don't win that game because you're in Baltimore. But in the you know we're playing against the Saints. It's not a division game. It's a must win for the Bengals at this point. I believe that you're going to see the Super Bowl caliber Bengal team come up and win this game and cover the two and a half. That's just my belief. Burrow gets it done. Bengals get a must needed win. They do it going away. Yeah, it seems like everybody's waiting for Cincinnati to start playing the way they played last year. And it might happen, but I, I don't know. I don't know that it, that you know the Super Bowl hangover is real. And I don't have the data in front of me regarding you know teams that make it to the Super Bowl one year and don't make the playoffs next year. But the way the Bengals have been playing, it just seems like they they can't get right. And like Burrow was saying post game, uh, you know if teams play those two high safeties and take away you know the the deep threat. Cincinnati has a very pedestrian passing attack. And I think that New Orleans can probably play some pretty good D at home. So I'm going to disagree with you here, especially with that line creeping to two and a half. You take the two and a half, you lay the three and a half. So um, I'm on the Saints here. So to give you a little Super Bowl hangover stat, 32% failed to make the playoffs the next year. Wow. Great stat. Okay, that's 54% won't win a playoff game the following year. Wow. So it's real. I mean, I think it's absolutely real. Um, But the Bengals really haven't won a good game this year. Right? They they haven't. And I think Baltimore is going to win that division easily. But I do think the, the, the quarterback talent in Cincinnati is better than the quarterback talent in New Orleans. Would you agree with that at least? Yeah, I would agree. I would agree that uh, Joe Burrow is better than Red Rocket Andy Dalton for sure. Right, and Joe Burrow is throwing to what's his name? The wide receiver, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, and they connect on one or two, and they find their groove, and they can run away with a game. I don't think Dalton has the weapons that that you know. Breeze, right, right. You know, so I don't know, man. I just that's my thing. That's my that's my that's my one thing. Going against the grain of the home dog, but I guess I call me a. I just I'm, I'm going to ride the Bengals here. I just I just I think they have to win a game. They have to get a staple game in their belt. On their belt, they're going to make a push. So this has to be it. Yeah, we're going to stay in the dirty south for the next play. Uh, Atlanta catching five and a half with the 49ers coming into Atlanta. The 49ers actually stayed on the East Coast um, after being in Charlotte last week. And they, they've had a, you know, had a bonding experience, I believe, somewhere in West Virginia. This is what, uh, that's what I'm hearing from my sources. So they'll be ready, I think. But here's the thing. Atlanta is five and zero oh against the spread. Only Ooh. perfect team against the spread. And by most metrics, Mariota is outplaying Jimmy G. Ooh. So Atlanta went to Tampa last week. We all saw the bogus roughing the passer penalty that kind of allowed Tampa to hold on to that game. But Falcons are a competent football team. I mean, they, they covered against the Bucks last week. I believe we were on opposite ends of that play. I had the 
Falcons plus the ten or eleven actually. Did you have you had the the Bucks? Correct? I had the Bucks. Yeah. Right. Right. You know the Niners on the road are a lot different. We saw what they did against the Rams a few weeks ago on Sunday Night Football, but the Niners on the road are one and two. Um, the loss is coming at Chicago and at Denver. You've also got Joey Bosa, Emmanuel Mosley, Jimmy Ward, and their kicker, Robbie Gold, that probably are not going to play uh, this week. So the Falcons are a team that really um, it's hard for the bookmakers to get up, get their finger on, and it continues this week. The Sharps have, have hopped on board. 26% of the bets, but 43% of the money has come in here on Atlanta. So I'm going to keep riding uh, the Dirty Birds at home, catching near a touchdown. I can't disagree with you here. I don't love West teams that go East. You, I mean, there's got to be a stat line on that we can pull up, but it doesn't end up very good for them. I think it's interesting that they stayed on the East Coast and they were in Charlotte and went to West Virginia. They went North. They could have went South. Like, why not go to Carolina? South Carolina. But, yeah. um, but you know, whatever. I, uh, I, I don't. You know, I, it's funny when you were saying Mariota. I'm like, I was thinking to myself, like, I, I don't watch enough Falcon football to know even who the fucking quarterback is. But uh, Mar- Mariota clearly is doing a decent job and. Uh, I think that San Francisco wins this game, but it's probably closer than the five and a half. So it's a good bet. I was looking at this one when you sent me your, before you sent me your picks or when you sent me your picks and it was something I was circling. So uh, I, I think you picked a good one here. Yeah, and five and a half is kind of a prime backdoor number. It seems very easy to get in the backdoor at five mm. and a half. You know, it's a 13 point game. You score with three minutes to go, make it a, a five point game, four point game. So. Yeah, we're riding the Falcons plus five and a half at home. We're going to stay with the home teams here. We got the Cleveland Browns laying three at home against Billy Brassballs, New England Patriots. I said I wasn't going to play any more Billy Brassballs games. I played them last week, and here we are again. But Cleveland, number one rushing team in football. Nick Chubb, absolute mission. Kareem Hunt is rolling with the ball. I think we've all been surprised by the job that Jacoby Brissett has done. And New England, huge win last week. Biggest win of the year. This is kind of a flat spot for them. They're number 22 in rush yards allowed per game. And they got their best running back in Damian Harris being out. It's going to put a lot of pressure on rookie quarterback Bailey Zappi, who I hadn't even heard of until last week. He did a pretty decent job, but um, I think he's going to turn the ball over here, which is something the Patriots have done all year. They have 10 turnovers in five games. Cleveland tends to take care of the ball a little bit better, four turnovers on the season. So I'm going to take the Browns and their running game to keep it going here. The, the Browns have really been a team with with some bad luck. They blew that game against the Jets, that crazy game, and they seem like they're a team that's better than their, their record indicates. So I think in the grand scheme of things, the ball bounces fairly over the course of a season. So give me the Browns laying three uh, with Billy Brassballs, his boys coming to town. Uh, I will never bet against Billy Brassballs. Uh, I think the Pats, 
uh, I, I think the you, you make a lot of good points, but and they're at home and Chubb is probably one of the better running backs right now in the league. But I just don't see the. I think the Pats are going to win games like this to keep themselves relevant in the playoff race. So they got to beat the Browns, right? They have to beat the Browns, and I think that he will find a way to beat the Browns and coach them for a moment. So he has probably some internal like drive to want to beat them, and he's a mastermind. So. I'm on Billy Brass Balls on this one. I disagree with you. I think that he finds a way, and uh, he actually wins the game. He doesn't just cover. He wins the game. New England wins this game. Yeah, this is the, the angle of Billy Brass Balls' revenge tour is real, whether it be against the Jets or whether it be against the Browns, two teams that um, he's coached in the past. I, I like that angle, but I but I don't really buy the narrative. This is a new year. Um, so give me Cleveland. Playing the points. Playing the points here. Get after it. Lastly, we're going up to MetLife Stadium. Baltimore Ravens traveling three hours north to play the Giants. Ravens laying five here. Five and a half, I believe it's ticked up to. I got it at five yesterday. But look, the Giants are a fraudulent team. I know they've only lost one game. But they haven't played a true road game since going to Nashville in week one. And they've benefited from playing Carolina, Dallas, and Chicago at home. Now, the Baltimore D has been feast or famine. They're dead last in passing yards allowed per game. But they're also tied for the lead league in interceptions. And part of the problem with, with Baltimore is that they've there's been some outliers there. They, they had that, that game against... Miami, where they got lit up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots moved the ball on them with Mac Jones, but they've been beaten by quarterbacks with the number one and number three QBRs in football. They have beaten quarterbacks with QBRs 19, 28, and 31, allowing a respectable 17 points per game in the process. Daniel Jones is ahead of only Mitch Trubisky. Justin Fields and Cooper Rush in passing yards per game and the Baltimore the Baltimore offense I should say Baltimore offense is uh, number number two DVOA in football they are moving at a epic pace right now scoring 28 points per game we all know Baltimore went up to MetLife in week one rolled over the Jets 24 to 9 they're comfortable here probably be a bunch of Baltimoreans making the drive on 95 North. So they're going to finish they're going to finish the New Jersey sweep on Sunday in convincing fashion. So they're going to win the game. They're a better football team. I agree with you. The Giants are a little bit of fraud. Cowboys beat them. They That's their only loss. I don't think they're really 4-1. and one. Whatever. We can talk about that. The problem I have with Baltimore is they usually play to their competition in a way and yes. the games get close and that's why Tucker gets those game winning kicks and so much. Um, so it is, inter- it is interesting to me that it's five and a half and I wouldn't be surprised if it was a four or five points game. Um, I really do think they're going to win. I just, they don't run away with anything. They did run away against the Jets, but Everything else stays relatively close for them. Um, even when you thought they're running away with it against Miami, Miami storm back. 
So that's my only concern. And I don't think Harbaugh is as sharp as he used to be. He makes some dumb decisions. And uh, I think that could play out here. But yeah, you know it, I'm a Ravens fan. You know I you know I think they're one of the better teams in the league. It's interesting. This is one of the, the rare scenarios where a big road favorite is on the sharp side of the money. Usually the sharps love the home dogs. Um, if you look across, you know, across the board this week, they love Atlanta. The Sharps love New Orleans at home. Um, so the Sharps really love the Dolphins catching three and a half at home. But this is just kind of a, a weird number here. And a touchdown, 31-24, 24-17. Six points. Very without, you know, well within reason. Sure. I don't, I don't love this play, but the slate this week um seem like a lot of a lot of uh toss-up games here that you know really hard to uh really hard to break down yeah i mean like i i mean just really quick i mean the vikings and the dolphins two is not playing right two is not playing teddy b is not playing they've got a third string quarterback playing yeah and the vikings are are only giving three like in miami like it doesn't that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me Right, it, it stinks. It's, it's a classic stinky, stinky game. It's a stinky game. Um, yeah, I. You know, can we talk about baseball for just two minutes? Hey, I'll tell you what, we will. But we would be uh, remiss if we didn't talk about the game of the week. Uh, Chiefs hosting oh, the yeah. Bills. What do you yeah. got? I mean, let hold on. You go from that game rolling into the Philly Dallas game. The ninth session is good for football this week. So we're clear. It's going to be good. Um, listen, man, I like the Bills here. I think they're a more complete team. It looks like it's two and a half right now. I would I would take the two. I would, Teetering I would, two and a half, three. Yeah. yeah, I would still take the Bills at two and a half. I think that they have, they have the better defense. Um. It's not, they got beat in Miami where it was hot. It's not going to be that way in Kansas City. I think they want to beat Kansas City. They owe one to them. So, uh, in Kansas City, they're not, they're not, they haven't been super impressive. And they're a good football team, but they also lost to Indianapolis. So, like, I like Buffalo here. Um, I'm just a huge Buffalo fan this year. Massive fan. We forget that Buffalo did boat race Kansas City like 38 to 20 on Sunday night football last year we all recall the the playoff game but but yeah I mean Buffalo does seem to play Kansas City really well and it seems square to come in on the bills here but Kansas City did not look good against uh the Raiders the other night they they look very one-dimensional without Tyreek Hill yeah I agreed and um you know, I, I just think from a complete team perspective, it's Buffalo. But, you know, it's hard to play in Kansas City is what they say, right? I mean, it's an air ahead. It's like a college stadium, like college atmosphere. So uh, maybe that, that that stumbles Buffalo a little bit. But Buffalo is built to win this year. And I think that they are going to uh, prove that they are the best team in the NFL this Sunday. Yes, you're on Buffalo here. I'm going to take Kansas City and the points at home. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has never received points, I don't think, at home. This will be the first time. So take the two and a half, take the home field. How about the over-under, uh, 54? 
54, I'm going to go under, man. Absolutely. Buffalo defense is really good. Kansas City is not as as sharp as they have been years past on offense. So, yeah, 100%. I, I like I like the Bills defense to kind of junk it up a little bit. 54 is a lot of points. A lot of points. Damn. I've taken the under all day on this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's not baseball. Yeah, real quick. You watched any of this have you watched any of the baseball so far? I have been, bit. yeah, disappointed that this um that the Cleveland New York series hasn't really gotten off, you know, hasn't really gotten going yet after game one. But um but yeah, I've been watching that. Haven't been watching well, I watched the Braves last night. But yeah, I've been, been watching trying to. It's hard to with these day games, but you know, definitely evening games. Yeah, so New York's playing at one o'clock tomorrow. I think I think New York kicked it. Uh basically it was gonna rain. It's been raining all day up here in Baltimore. It's been raining up on the East Coast. I think it was raining in Richmond too. But um, they they benefit from kicking it because you have Bieber now pitching tomorrow, and he can't pitch again in the series. So he pitches tomorrow. They're gonna play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday if they have to. I don't think it goes five games, but it definitely benefited New York to have to kick it to tomorrow. Um, so I think that I think that was a. My brother doesn't like it, but I think the New York will win this. It's setting up for New York-Houston. Uh, Houston looks sharp. I mean, that guy's hitting that home run. I mean, he had another one today. Houston's going to beat, um, end up beating them. And I'm all geared up on that series. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, on the other side, San Diego beat up on Kershaw pretty good last night. Or it's not that many runs, but he hit him, good, hit him pretty well. I think that series could go five. Like that Braves Philly series could go five. The NL is going to be a whole lot more exciting in the DS games than the AL. Like they're back and forth the whole time. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, I think I think that um, if we see a Braves Dodgers, that would be pretty epic. Even Braves Padres would be cool. Um, I don't know. I something about the Braves kind of turns me off. So I think it's me Dodgers. And Dodgers Yankees would be epic. I mean, the that's what the, you want. The media would cream their pants. Yeah. So I read an article that I think you might have seen it too. It was on Barcelona Sports, maybe. But uh, the last two times the Phillies won the World Series, there's been a financial crisis in the world. So really? Like two th- in 2008, they won the World Series, and you had the whole mortgage collapse. And there was some, some that there was another one that happened that had created a financial crisis. So we definitely don't want them to win. But uh, yeah, I think I think Dodgers, Dodgers, Yanks, Braves, Yanks, because Brave Yanks would be like the '90s. Remember that? Oh like yeah, you'd have, you'd have like those '90s type games. Uh, I think that Andrew really Jones cool. hitting yeah. bombs as a 19-year-old. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Um, you know, I I just hate the Astros, but I, they're going to be a threat to us. But I if you if you watch the NL games. They've been really, really good. And they're on 4K right now. Um, Fox is playing them in 4K. And 4K baseball is, like, phenomenal if you haven't seen it. So it's, like, really fun and riveting to watch. Um, but, yeah, baseball is going to be – baseball. you know, I'm on Yankees on the series. Uh, and I'll probably, you know, see what happens in the LCS if they take it. But um, it's going to be a good, good, good rest of the uh, Major League, man. I'm telling you, Major League Baseball is going to be really good for the next two weeks. So I'm excited yeah, about it. For sure, Yankees will definitely be dogs against Houston for in the sure. ALCS. Probably for a sure. plus 150 or 140 number. But uh, yeah, that would be that would be an epic ALCS, and we'll, you know we'll see what happens. We'll touch back next week. Uh, what was the other thing you were asking about next week? 
Uh, I want to know what we'd how many games we have to win to make money. Love it, love it. So we'll talk about that next week. We'll try and do better next week for Kanto the Greek. I am the professor. So long, friends. Peace.